You're now listening to the Live Different Podcast with Matt Wilson. Hey, Live Different Podcast listeners, are you looking to get out of your comfort zone? Put the things that we talk about on the Live Different Podcast into practice. If so, come and check out Under 30 Experiences and Travel the World. Under 30 Experiences is open to ages 21 to 35. Come down and visit me in the jungle of Costa Rica. Go and explore Mayan ruins in Mexico and Belize. Hike the Inca Trail to Machu Picchu. Go to street parties in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Come to see the historical colonial city of Cartagena, Colombia. Drink wine in France. Go down to Barcelona. Uh, Why not check out Ireland and Scotland and London Glacier Walk in Iceland. We go all over the place. Bali, Indonesia. I can't remember where else we go, but there are amazing places for you to check out, and I suggest that you do. I'm the co-founder of Under 30 Experiences, and if you put in the code Live Different upon checkout, you'll get $100 off. So go to under30experiences.com, get out of your comfort zone, travel to a faraway land, and meet new people. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Live Different Podcast. I am your host, Matt Wilson, and today I am here with the one and only professional wingman, Thomas Edwards. Thomas and I have been friends for some time now, uh, followed each of our stories, uh, friends from New York City, and I wanted to have Thomas on uh, for two reasons. One, to catch up and uh, to learn what he's doing now, but also uh, to give you, the the listener, some actionable stuff that you can do to, yes, increase, uh, help your dating life, but more so interpersonal skills. Because uh, if you hang out with Thomas for long enough, you will become better with people too, and that can help you in the business world that can help you in your relationships because Thomas does not just work with single people, does not just work with men, does not just work with women. So, Thomas, uh, what's going on, man? Not much, buddy. Not much. We've known each other for almost a decade, bro. How crazy is that? (laughs) That's really crazy. That's really crazy. And I know when you say not much. You are actually <laughs> lying through your teeth because uh, tell me really what's going on with you, Mr. Edwards. There's, there's a lot going on in the world, man. Um, you know, For those of you who do not know me, uh, I am founder of The Professional Man, helping people develop better social skills. And uh, you know, we you know, I have clients all around the country, some parts of the world, um, that we've been working with for a long time. And over the years, we've been able to hit a lot of great milestones, one being uh, getting over the 50 mark when it comes to marriages and, and engagements, uh, which is a huge compliment for any company who's in the industry of finding, helping people find love. Um, and having since relocated to Los Angeles, you know, it's been really great to find elements of inspiration. We actually recently launched a group coaching program that we're really excited about that's been good for our clients who've been enrolled and they've also been seeing results in a, in a very quick way, which has been awesome. Um, and yeah, I mean, the business wise has been really, really great. I mean, the, the, the people who we, who come in and work with us 
are exceptional people. And this is just one of the few things that's left in their lives that they need to figure out. So to have them come out and reach, reach me and to choose me as the guy to help them there, uh, get there has been um, a very humbling and, and fulfilling process, um, needless to say. And in my own personal life, uh, you know, I'm actually expecting a baby girl um, later on this year. And so even my own personal life has gotten the, the dramatic upgrade. So all this has been really, really, really great process and great time. And we're just, yeah, we're, we're just getting started. Just getting started. Lots of, lots of stuff happening. Man, that, that's awesome. And it's so cool to hear that you describe uh, the new baby on the way as an upgrade to your life. I, I, I really like that. And um, I, I, could you just share your story a little bit? I met, I mean, you met your now wife, Lori, now Edwards, but Lori Davis, uh, who was the very first interview ever on under30ceo.com must have been in 2009 mm. and uh, you met yeah. you know you, you met your now wife really i think it was through twitter uh, because you guys were both yep. in the same industry can you share your your story yep. a little bit yeah so she um, she actually found me on twitter um, under the uh, search hashtag #dating and you know, if you remember Twitter in 2009, hashtags were actually uh, search tools and not just witty puns. So um, there wasn't many right. uh, spammers who were also on Twitter either. So you actually were able to see a, a wide range of people through that hashtag. And I just happened to be one of those people. And she saw my avatar and saw my, my Twitter stream and reached out. And after a little couple back and forth, she ended up uh, sending me a DM, a personal message, and asked to grab a drink and quote unquote discuss the idea of working together. <laughs> uh, I read that as personally, little did I know that she meant that it was more on the romantic side. And when we actually met up, it just started this kind of month long uh, process of really just being in denial that we actually liked each other <laughs> until we couldn't bear it any longer. And then once we decided to give it a real shot, we haven't looked back since. That, that's awesome. And, and of course, you've been described as the real life hitch, uh, but you do so much more than that. Obviously, that's a movie and it's, a, it's maybe an easy, although stereotypical reference of um, what people can expect that you, you do for a living. But could you talk about just what you do when it comes to helping people develop their, their social skills. Uh, I know you have something on, on your website that basically walks people through kind of a process, like, all right, well, get, here's how to get your shit together, basically. Could you, could you talk about that yeah. a little bit? Yeah. Um, you know, when I first started out, uh, you know, the idea of being a professional man was really to help people find long-term love. Um, and over time, I realized it was what finding a long-term relationship represented uh, for a lot of clients. And I work with both men and women, you know, and, 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 I, and the, the ages of, of who I work with range from uh, as young as 17 and to as old as 65. So you know, everyone <laughs> has, a, has the ability to get better at this. And what I realized is that people want two things uh, – more than two things, but two things are usually consistent on this list. First thing is confidence. 
Um, confidence is something that everyone wants. Uh, most people actually, some people are, don't even realize that confidence is an emotion. They think confidence is something that you just acquire, but it's actually something you feel. Um, and you know, our emotional muscles when it comes to confidence can be weak based on certain experiences. And so people want that confidence to know that whatever they decide to do, that they can do it well. Um, and Amy Cuddy actually said it best. She's a um, Harvard professor who talks a lot about presence and, and confidence. And, and basically, confidence, she says, you know, confidence is going into things expecting a positive result. You know, and I, and I think that's really what, when I work with clients, that's what they're looking for. And then the second thing they look for is control, knowing that they can actually change the outcome. Um, and, and feel like they're in control of the outcome. They don't no longer. They don't want to feel helpless to the situation. And dating, the reason why it's so important is because it's the only thing on this planet that has no metric, that has no unit of value where you can actually see where you stand <laughs> in life. Um, and it's also one of the things that we are now realizing that we need people who can coach others and support others in getting better at this because of a lot of things, whether it's the economy, technology, um, uh, experiences, social media, our ability to connect on a deeper level without any other uh, uh, technological platform is getting harder and harder every time. And there's no true institution where we can practice and learn how to be better at it. So it's really important, you know, take it very seriously to be one of those guys that can be a resource and a coach for those who want to get better at this so we can have not just better romantic relationships, but better relationships, period. Um, and it's, it goes way beyond just your uh, your dating life, but your personal life as well. Um, and we live in a world now where uh, when you think about different types of currency and what's the most valuable, we always think of time being the most valuable because we always lose it, right? We can never really save time or stop it. But relationships, I believe, are the second most valuable currency to have. And Without quality relationships, it's really hard to lead a quality life. Um, and so to know how to create and cultivate and sustain those relationships are going to be vital for your ability to lead a quality life. And social skills are the key component to doing, that, to doing so. Now, that's, the, that's really cool to hear. And um, I, I was wondering if you could tell a little bit more your story as far as becoming good with people and developing your own interpersonal skills because there's no, as you said, there's no place just to go and learn these things unless you go and, and hire a coach. So who did you learn from? Because, uh, I mean, I know you personally and you've always yeah. been cool when I, when I, as far as I know, you've always <laughs> been cool, but I, I've heard you, you tell your story where it wasn't all, always so easy to be the professional wingman or before you were the professional wingman. Uh, tell us about your amateur days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was definitely, you know, Definitely not always the ultimate wingman, um, as I've been described before. Um, you know, I've, I'm a hopeless romantic, and I, for a large part of my life growing up, I always associated my sense of value, self-worth, to the kind of romantic relationships that I had. And I was so into that that I attached my identity to it. And so I didn't really have um, anything really to bring to the table, and because of that, um, and not understanding relationships and how they work and what's required to have good relationships, 
a lot of my relationships just went to shit, um, whether it was being dumped or cheated on or whatever else that could happen to you in a relationship. And um, it reached a breaking point for me where I was uh, with someone in college and I actually was going to propose. And a week after I got her parents' blessing, she called me and told me that she cheated on me. And that threw me for a loop. And I realized, man, like something clearly is going on with me that's causing this to happen. I need to stop this. And I need to figure out why it's happening. I need to stop it. And I need to know how I can make myself a more desirable person. Um, where someone wouldn't want to do those things to me. And um, did some soul searching, and I also then started to do some reading. And uh, first book I uh, came across was Seven Habits of uh, Effective People by Stephen Covey, and that really changed my my idea of like what I should be looking for, um, the standards that I have for myself and how to uphold them of other people and how to communicate well. And it really just started this avalanche, avalanche of just me consuming information on personal development across every particular genre. Um, and after, you know, a year or so of reading, I realized, wow, like I'm not really, I'm not implementing these things, you know? And that's the big thing. Like there's so much free content out there that people can find when it comes to being better at anything. But just because you read it doesn't mean you're automatically better for it. Like just because you, you read a book on swimming doesn't make you Michael Phelps. <laughs> you actually have to go out and actually put in the work and that's what I didn't know until then. And so, uh, I put in the work and you know, there was, it was trial and error. You know, I didn't have anyone to teach me the ropes. Um, but it was all just me going out there, figuring out what worked for me, um, and just keeping a log of it. And that log turned into a blog of how I really started to find my self-worth, my identity, uh, my purpose. And then obviously in that, in that process, building my confidence in myself and creating a lifestyle that I thought was conducive to having quality um, and people and quality opportunities and quality people in my life. And while I blogged about the whole experience, the things that got that really got people's attention were the situations where I was in a potentially romantic or a dating situation. And people started asking questions about the things I was doing specifically to get the results that I was putting up there. And I wasn't giving people advice at the time. I just threw out, told them, you know, what I was specifically doing, and then they would go and do it themselves and come back and say, hey, like this, this worked really well. Thanks. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm glad it worked. You know, <laughs> it was like a big deal. But then it started to go around with the idea that, hey, man, you should be charging people for this kind of advice. This is amazing stuff. And I'm like, who would pay for this? Like, I, I thought people just kind of figured it out on their own, you know, and that's what I did. And even though it took me a very long time to do so, uh, I was able to, to slowly see progress. And then it wasn't until I went to South by Southwest, this is March of 2009, where I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life uh, that I was, I, I was going to be excited about doing. And I remember being at a bar with a buddy, and he saw this really attractive woman and asked me to be his wingman to help him get a date. And he offered to pay for all my drinks the entire weekend. So, of course, I was like, well, why not? Let's just go for it see what happens. And... Uh, the next day he texted me and said, man, just got my lunch date with her. She's awesome. Let me know where you are tonight. Drinks are on me. Thanks for being my wingman. And then that's really when it clicked. You know, it's one thing to facilitate introductions and I didn't mind the free drinks, but there was definitely higher value in teaching others how to do it on their own. Um, and I love the idea of being a wingman. So I decided to be, <laughs> decided to go pro kind of like how college athletes go pro. I decided to go pro and became a professional wingman. And now, our, you know, 
the process has obviously since evolved since then, but it really is uh, a dedicated curriculum based on you know that person's experience and where they're looking, what they're looking to accomplish, covering different facets of uh, being able to become more confident and be able to attract people into their lives. So anywhere from uh, getting over your anxiety, approaching people, um, to flirting and understanding like how do you express your interest in a way that's like tasteful. Um, and transparent and honest, and how do you actually engage people in deep conversations that can build stronger connections and create a deeper level of intimacy? You know, these are things that people want to learn about and don't know how to. Um, and plus, they need they need the, they have someone there to not only hold them accountable, but also to go there and, and be able to see in real time. Well, what are they doing? Are they doing things right? Are they doing it wrong? What, what adjustments they need to make? You can't sit down and read a book and all of a sudden be a Casanova. That's just not how how it works. And so we. We provide the structure to, to really know how you're doing over time and what you need to do in order to get to that next level. That, that's awesome. And, and, and Thomas, when you meet somebody and you're like, oh man, this guy needs to do that more than just read a book and put on a nice shirt and go out to the bar and trying to start, appro- trying to start approaching, when you have that person, and, and everybody has work to do on themselves, of course, right? But when, yeah, when you have that person, you're like, all right, first you got to start working on the relationship that you have with yourself. Uh, where, mm-hmm. where do you often suggest that they start? You mentioned, uh, I think it was Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Where yeah. else would you suggest starting? Yeah, I mean, there. In terms of if you if you want to read books, and I think books are really good when you're supplementing them that with with uh, with action, which is super important. But there are great books you can read. I mean, Napoleon Hill, Thinking Grow Rich, I think is really great in terms of putting you in the mindset of 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 creating a, abundance. That's so important. Um, and then there's another book, um, Presence, by Amy Cuddy which is another great book that talks about uh, confidence and presence, which the two, they do go hand in hand in a lot of ways, but just understanding the two together and how you can really, when you show up in any situation, to show up powerfully um, and get people's attention, that's really good. And honestly, anything that Brene Brown writes, I think (laughs) writes you should read too, just because she talks a lot about vulnerability. And in order to be better at something, it requires you to take risk, and in order to take risk, you have to be willing to be vulnerable. And I believe that vulnerability is at the, at the core of, of that is your confidence. Um, and so, if you're able to really tap into your vulnerability, you actually end up coming out a much more confident person. And so, that's where I would recommend. But of course, with all these books, you have to understand that there there are actionable things that you can take from and actually implement it into your lives. Doesn't mean that's going to guarantee to work. It's something that you need to practice, you know. And so. Uh, it's just important that when you do go out and read these things, because you can definitely fall into um, uh, a blog hole, so to speak, kind of play off of a, a show hole, um, where like you're just constantly reading, 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 and you're not actually implementing it into your life. Um, the knowledge alone isn't enough for you to, to lead the kind of life that you want. You have to put it to work. And as long as you're willing to do that for yourself, you will get better. It's, it's, it's almost a, a guaranteed prophecy. Okay, so so walk us through that part. All right, so you you go out and you read Think and Go Rich, uh, this book on presence, which I have not read, uh, Bernie Brown, of course, and you have all of this knowledge. How do you convert that into wisdom where you take action? Okay, you, you read this theory in a book, 
and then what? How, tell me about putting it into action. Like really, can you put the nuts and bolts together? Like, okay, they say uh, learn to meditate. Okay, then actually do it. I guess it's as simple as that, right? Do you have, do you have tips for us putting these things into action? Well, action can really only show improvement if there's structure around it, right? And so that's the thing that that makes it different from from people who can be successful and people who aren't successful. Like there needs to be structure around those actions that you're taking. And so we'll use a, a simple idea of um, one of the exercises that uh, in Thinking Grow Rich is to basically write out uh, what you the kind of person that you want to be six months down the road or however long down the road, and you really have to be. It's almost like writing a short story about yourself. You know, how are you showing up? What are you wearing? What do you, uh, how are you speaking? Who's around you? Who's listening? Um, are you smiling? Uh, you know, whatever it is. And they recommend that you like read it every day. Um, and you know, if you read it every day for the next, when you think about habits, the old uh, habits used used to take 28 days, but now I, I personally feel like because of the amount of distractions we have in our world and how much information that we are consuming it could take upwards of 60 days to really instill uh, a habit. And so, um, you know, when you have the structure of doing something and committing to it, which is also the other part, you know, it's, it's having the structure, but also having the commitment to doing it. That's when you can really start to see results. It's not just, it's not just taking action. Taking action is, is obviously like the medium, but what you really need is the structure and the commitment. Without those two, you'll never know, um, if you're even improving or if you're even getting worse without, without that. Sure. I mean, that's, that all comes down to, to discipline and, and implementation because, yeah, how are, you suppo- how are you supposed to just take these things that are really just ideas that someone say will work, but uh, as you say, only if, only if you put in the work, only if you, yeah. if you do it. Um, I, I, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah, and you know the, the the third part, which I think is also important, is for those who aren't necessarily self-disciplined enough to commit, is to have added accountability. You know, have someone that you need to um, speak to, so you're held accountable to make sure that when you show up, you're you're delivering something. You're not because then it, it, when you have that added account, the reason why I started a blog was because I didn't want people. I didn't want to say that I was going to do these things. And not do these things. And so if people were to read the blog and they were to ask me about it, I wasn't posing. I wasn't being an imposter. I wasn't faking it. I actually had to be the person that I was writing about and that was out and doing all these things or else, like, what's the point? So having some accountability system, too, is going to be really important. That can, just, that can be something that you can self-impose or it can be someone, something where you have someone come in, like, my, like myself to be there to hold you accountable and making sure you get, you, you're there. Um, so it's, there are many ways to really go beyond taking action, but I think if you have the structure and you have the commitment and then you have the added accountability, you, you can definitely set yourself up to be more, more successful. Okay, so for accountability, you can go out and hire a coach. You can find a buddy to train with at the gym per se. Yeah. What else? What else can you do to make sure you can, you can write about it? You can make these things public. You can put on your Facebook, "Hey, uh, I, I'm setting out to do X or Y, and you have the right to punch me in the face if I don't do it." What? What? What else? <laughs> uh, what, what's your best accountability tip here, Thomas? 
Yeah, that's not. I mean, that's definitely not a bad one. Um, I I love having people around me who can can hold me accountable. Um, I actually call it having a, a a lifestyle advisory board. You know, where you have people who you know that you can count on to hold you accountable for things that you want to accomplish and be able to check in with them and and tell them about your progress and have that support system behind you. Everyone could benefit from something like that. Um, if you happen to not have that, the, you know, those people around you currently, then another way you can do it is by being public, you know, on your Facebook wall um, or using other social media to do so. Another way I've seen people do is to say, hey, like, you know, if I don't, uh, if I don't accomplish this in within a certain amount of time, or if I'm not working on this or disciplined enough, then I'll donate money to a terrible cause. <laughs> you, you know, where like you, you'll like you'd, you'd feel really awful parting with your money and supporting something that you know is could be harmful to not just yourself but to other people. So having that on you too is a good way to. Uh, add that 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 kind of accountability that will push you to do or to do more. Oh man, I, I love the last one. So my uh, my good buddy Daniel Di Piazza, uh, who started Fritch20something.com and uh, ended up buying under 30 CEO from us. It, it, he, we had this actually last time it was in Los Angeles. We had this hilarious meetup where we had a we had an under 30 CEO meetup and a bunch of readers were coming and um, you know really really fans of ours and uh, this girl walks in and we're in a you know there's a group of 10 15 people around us it was really early in the night and uh, she goes oh my god you're Daniel Di, Di Piazza I loved your article about donating to the Nazi party and we were like whoa uh, it doesn't quite sound so good out of context yeah. but uh, yeah. that was the point of the article was was that that's a great way to say account to stay accountable yeah yeah i mean the idea of allowing someone else to win should be more in any capacity doesn't matter how how they win but the, the fact that you you don't want to lose should be should be enough motivation to make sure you you, you follow through and stay committed but having that added accountability of, of having to part with your money and having that money go to, to something that you you could you despise and, and, and don't want to support but have to, that's uh, it, it's something that definitely adds an extra fire to your mission. For sure. And I wanna I wanna get back to uh, to not wanting to lose because Thomas, you and I were part of the uh, Geek Squad, uh, football and basketball leagues. This step, this uh, startup tech New York City mm -hmm. scene, really, where people were extremely competitive in the office, of course. But we were playing football and basketball versus kids who had just raised millions of dollars for their startups. I mean, Gary Vaynerchuk yeah. used to come out and play with us, and his brother AJ, mm -hmm. of course, played every single week and uh yeah guys who yeah. had raised a ton of money from just uh ron conway and all these idyllic uh just grandfathers of of venture investing right and so i want to come back to to yeah. confidence um and not wanting to lose but first i want to ask you about the term that you used the lifestyle advisory board uh, i i'd love to hear who is on yours and what you what you what the professional wingman uses uh th this advisory board for uh, in hopes that people listening can surround themselves with the right people 
Yeah, you know, my uh, people that are in my life, you know, they constantly change. Um, it's not because relationships come and go, but it's just how much time people spend in their lives. I mean, you and I have known each other, like I said, for almost a decade, you know, and, and you know, while we haven't spent a lot of time together now for obvious reasons, doesn't mean that, you know, you're not someone that's important in my life, you know, so it's just where you want to be in your life. For me right now, you know, being in LA, my priority was uh, getting settled, um, really focusing on on male friendships, and also being in a position where I can create uh, more flexibility in my in my life. You know, especially after being in New York for five plus years, just grinding and, and really f- focusing on just building my business like 100. percent I want to, you know, have an idea where, where I can create space in my life where now that I have a child coming into the world, I'm going to need she's going to need my time more than anyone else. So how, how can I mentally uh, get there? And I need to have people in my life. And so, you know, I have people in my life, I have, I have, you know, these guys are uh, from all walks of life, entrepreneurs, people who are in um, marketing, um, you know, people who are in startups, you know, so it's like, they're not necessarily like these important people, um, so to speak in terms of like their, their status or their prestige, but they're very vital for my life right now. But I remember when I was in New York, I had a very different accountability board. You know, I have a, I have a friend at the time, I had a friend of mine who was a former NFL player. Um, and you, you know him because you and I met him that night when we went and sang karaoke, Mr. Yeah. Don. Yeah. That was a, that was uh, a fun, a fun, fun night. Yeah. And so him and I are still buds. We still, you know, text each other and we chat and catch up on with one another. And, and the reason why he was on my, my accountability board at the time is because he had broken to TV and he was navigating it. And I was trying to break into TV too. And so he was far enough ahead of the game where I could pick his brain. And at the same time, he could support me in my efforts. And I needed that. I needed to believe that um, someone who is not from, you know, born and bred in the TV world can come in and actually make an impact. And if you look at where he's at now, I mean, you know, he's hosted many shows, including um, NBC's Spartan that's going on right now. And he's, and now, and now he's, you know, um, now he like, he's an investor. Uh, and, and, you know, and so he's doing really, really great things. And he's someone that it was good to have in my life so much at the time when I was looking to make these changes. And now him and I get to talk and, you know, he gets to see, you know, how far I've come since we've established that kind of relationship. And so it really does depend on where you are in your life. And, and, and those people will, will shift. And so just because those people may not necessarily be on your board doesn't mean that they're no longer your friends. <laughs> it just means that, you know, you need, you need other people to surround yourself with because you're in a different part of life and that's what's more important to you. So um, if your board, your board will change and, and, and that is okay. Just understand that that's, that, that doesn't mean that the, those relationships are over. It just means that they're also evolving into a different stage as well. No, I think that's, that's a great way to put it. And now that I live in Costa Rica and you live in Los Angeles and neither of us uh, get back to New York too often, I, I think that's a great way to put it. I think we were both on each other's lifestyle advisory board. I mean, we yeah. went out together yeah. all the time. So a when lot. We, you would, a lot. So when we made a decision as to where to go and who to include in our in our party or in our group and I'm not talking like like mean girls clicky kind of thing but we really mm-hmm. paid attention to who we surrounded ourselves with and yeah um, absolutely and, I would say you know the first I would say the first you know year um, at least the first year that I was in New York I mean it was you and Tyler and like a couple other people who were definitely like on my board because 
I mean, you guys were the keys to making my transition to New York as smooth as it was, um, you know, and so it's, that's how it works, you know, and that's the beauty of it. And that's why relationships are so important because uh, it's not just necessarily like what you can get out of them, but it's also what you're able to contribute, you know, and so to like, you know, be there to support you and to, and to be there to provide, you know, any value that I could offer. Um, even if I may not be able to offer the value myself, maybe I might know someone who can, that was really important for all of our relationships and it helped us get to where we are today, you know? And so it's, it's a really great thing when you have those systems in place and you have those people who are there able to support you. I think it's really great. Absolutely. And we even shared co-working space together Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, we shared an office together and, uh, and stuff like that as well, because that becomes who. Who's around? Who's around? Who do you have the uh, intimate conversations with that are about the things that matter, so that you can get a second opinion, so that someone can call you on your bullshit, so that someone can mm-hmm. hold you accountable, someone to bounce new ideas off of, and uh, yeah, I mean, our you you want to make sure people are who are on this lifestyle advisory board are, are people. Um, who you can provide value in some way and they can provide value in, in another way. It doesn't necessarily have to be that, that formal board like, uh, yeah, like a, a CEO's advisory board, but in that same, it, it's the same idea. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, it's just, it's been super, super valuable, you know? And so anyone who's out there who's listening, you know, really think about that and, and see if you can even create a system. I mean, I, when I reached out to Dehani, I asked him, I was like, dude, like I'm, I, I have this advisory board. Like I'd love for you to be on, on there. And he was super ecstatic. He loved the idea of, of that because that was so different from what he's normally asked to do, you know? And, and he really, he really appreciated that, you know? So don't be afraid. There's people that, you know, or even want to know and ask them, Hey, like, you know, let's, you know, I would love for you to be a part of this board. This is what I need. This is what I would need from you. Like, you know, can you be there for me, you know, or in my, in my mission to improve my life? A lot of people would be greatly appreciative of that. Gary Vaynerchuk was another person that was in that group too. He's the, he's the one that like, uh, you know, he's the first person to approve of the idea of being a wingman. And he was, uh, being the professional wingman, starting the company. And then he helped me in my first year in just terms of branding and content and what I needed to do. I mean, if it really wasn't for him, I wouldn't have had that accelerated growth that I did in that, but that first year, you know? And so, you know, while him and I like, you know, keep in touch, like very rarely in between, you know, he's still someone that's important in my life and I can be more grateful to have had that, you know? So it's just where you are in your life. It's just important to know, like, what do you need and where, where, where you, where you are now, where you, where you need to go and who can be in your life that can help you get there while you also help them, um, in their part of their life. No, I, I completely agree. I'd love to do a fun little exercise right now. I'd love to ask you, if you could create the ultimate advisory board, and this could be in different facets, you could have your fitness advisor, you could have your uh, <laughs> mental health advisor, for lack of mm-hmm. a better term, right? You could pick the Dalai Lama uh, if you wanted to. Who would you put on your advisory board and in, in what categories? That's actually a really great question, man. Um, and yeah, that's really interesting. So. In my mind, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I would love to have, like, um, you know, Tony Robbins just in terms of just peak performance, um, just getting myself in a high state and being able to 
maintain that for a long period of time. I feel like I've been able to do that for a long time, but he does it on a, such a higher level. Just it'd be amazing to see like what I can learn from just even just being around him. Um, second person I would definitely consider uh, Mark Cuban, just for entrepreneurial side. Uh, really understanding. I mean, the guy tells like Liz, I've, I've met him twice before, and really great, smart, driven guy. You know, and so learning really the the business side of what I could do to take things to the next level. I think that'd be really, really cool. Um, actually another interesting person on like the, the therapeutic side, the psychological side, I actually would have uh, Marissa Peer, um, who's uh, an amazing coach. Uh, and I think, the, you know, the way she works with her clients uh, is, and I've got to see it firsthand. I've gotten to know her. She's been uh, has had an exceptional influence on me in my time here in LA, just even in terms of how I coach my clients. Um, it's been really, really great. I know I, I know I could learn so much more from her as I spend more time with her. Oh, uh, Thomas, um, can, can you talk about Marissa Peer for a second? Um, I, I'm not familiar with her, and this is this is a great exercise. Uh, I didn't plan this out beforehand, but this is a great exercise because these people are mainly <laughs> available virtually, so you can go look up Tony Robbins, and you can go look up um, yeah anybody on this list. Mark Mark Cuban has tons of great he has great blog articles out there. So could you tell tell us about Marissa? in a little bit more detail? Yeah, so Marissa Pierce, she's, she's pretty, she's a, well, a world-renowned um, hypnotherapist, um, and she does a lot of, like, uh, behavioral therapy, um, but she, she focuses a lot, like, she works with, like, celebrities and, and, and just, like, high net worth people, um, but she also focuses on, like, phobias and addiction and how to get out of your, you know, phobias, how to get out of your fears, um, and also how to, like, build your self-esteem, you know, and she does it in a really, really awesome way. Uh, and so, yeah, definitely check her out. I mean, it's, you can go to marissapeer.com, M-A-R-I-S-A, um, Peer, P-E-R, P-E-E-R.com. Um, you can read all about her um, and to see her story. She's really, really great. Um, definitely someone I'd recommend just to follow in general. Just she has amazing insights and great person overall. Um, so yeah, she's, she's, so she's number three. Um, I'm trying to think of who else I'm thinking about that could be really exceptional. Um, anyone, anyone in the sports world? I mean, Dahani's been a great uh, influence for sure. Just seeing him, you know him climb, um, climb up and do more in his life. I really respect and admire that. Um, but yeah, no, no one in the sports world is really uh, hitting me. Um, besides him. Um, but I'm trying to think of like any, anyone else, actually, you know what, Richard Branson, Richard Branson for sure. Um, and it's interesting because in terms of his category, like he's actually someone I would put in the lifestyle category. Uh, just because even though he's definitely one of the, you know, best, you know, most known entrepreneurs of our generation, he also has designed his business and his life based on, uh, lifestyle. You know, the entire concept of a virgin is based on people, you know, having amazing uh, lifestyle experiences. And so um, as someone who also <laughs> services and works with people who want to live a better lifestyle, I feel like I could learn a ton from from him. And he's one of the few people that I haven't met in my, in my life right now. I'd love to one day. Uh, but I would like, yeah, he's definitely someone that would be exceptional. And those four in particular, I don't think you need any, you don't think you need more than that <laughs> um, in order to really step your life up. But they'll, they'll definitely be on my board. No, I think you'd be in good shape if you had Tony Robbins. You said Tony Robbins, Richard Branson. Uh, you already have Dahani, but Marissa Peer 
and yeah. Mark Cuban. And Mark Cuban. Yeah, I, th I think you'd be in pretty good shape if you had those guys on your board. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's uh, exactly. That's awesome. Um, so I, I guess I wanted to go back to uh, to confidence and not wanting to lose. And I, I'm curious what drives you, Mr. Wingman, and uh, then to expand upon that, uh, I'd like to. I'd like to, again, pull some actionable stuff about how people can foster that spirit within themselves. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the idea of, of, of just the losing thing, um, one of the biggest lessons I learned uh, personally, and then I've seen it through my clients, is the idea that once you get to a certain place in your life uh, of accomplishment or acquiring something, it doesn't mean that it's over, that it's done. That I mean, there's that, in fact, there's probably more work that needs to be done to keep what you've accomplished or to keep what you've acquired um, than it would have been to actually acquire it to begin with. And uh, I learned this in my, in my relationships. You know, there were times in my relationships prior that, like, once I like got into a relationship, I stopped trying, I stopped putting in effort and work, and that led to a lot of. Uh, well, all of them not working out, obviously, uh, except for the one that, <laughs> that I have now. But what I learned was when we get too comfortable or we fear change or we're not, we fear uncertainty um, or the unknown, it can trigger a path that leads us to homeostasis. And so not sure what homeostasis is. Homeostasis is basically reverting back to the, we'll call it the, the last version of yourself, you know? And so the version of yourself that didn't have those things um, or that wasn't capable of having those things is based on the fact that like you're either afraid that you're going to lose it or you're taking it for granted or you're not sure how to keep it. And usually what happens is you just revert back to, you go back to homeostasis, you go to homeostasis static uh, place. So the idea is, you know, when it comes to winning or losing, a lot of people what will do is they'll, they'll play to win and they'll go all out, but then when they actually then are, are leading and they're up by big, then they let off the gas. And I'm someone who also like has has done that in the past, and, and it's a work in progress. I think it's something that's really, really hard to do because it requires a lot of discipline. So I'm not perfect by any means when it comes to this, but the way I like to compare it to is, is football. If you have a, a game plan and you're executing it really well and all of a sudden you're up by seven touchdowns, it doesn't really make sense to go into a prevent defense because all of a sudden now you're giving up, there are holes that are opening up and you're giving up yards. And before you know it, that team might be back in the game. And so you always, you don't, you don't shift from playing to win to playing to not lose because the moment you lose in that phrase, you've already lost. So instead you play to win and while you're up big, you play for keeps. Um, and I think that's a huge thing that's really, really important. So whatever structure whatever system that you've been able to implement into your life that is able to get you that success, that will essentially be the same system, uh, the same structure that's going to allow you to stay successful. So, don't, you know, the idea is, is in terms of mentality is never come from a place where now that you are winning, that you shift your behaviors. Because the moment you shift your behaviors, that then you lose the elements that got you what you had worked so hard for to begin with. Um, in your dating life, that could be the equivalent of having your partner lose the reasons why they were attracted to you to begin with because you changed your behaviors and that could ultimately lead to them not wanting to be with you anymore. So 
it's really important to maintain that mentality. And like I said, you know, having that accountability will help you serve that so you can make sure you stay on track. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Could you maybe go into a little bit more detail about the uh, continuing to keep your foot on the gas and maybe it has to do with, okay, you've reached that milestone, set a new uh, milestone for yourself, but not just going back and getting lazy and getting in the, pre, mm-hmm. in the prevent defense, um, but in, in business, people listening uh, right now who might feel themselves falling into their comfort zone because they're getting a little fat and happy. How can, uh, how can you yeah. put a fire under those people's ass for me? <laughs> well, it's always about setting new goals, always setting new goals. So whatever goal you're able to accomplish, there's, there's always an opportunity to do more. Um, now the important thing is, let's say you, so let's say you, um, have a product, um, and the goal was to get 10,000 signups, uh, Great goal to, to set. Once you accomplish it, that means if the moment you accomplish uh, your goal, that should instantly tell you that you could have done more. <laughs> you could have done more. And so in that moment, you make a decision to make that goal. But then you also, I think this is also really important, and especially for entrepreneurs out there, because we can all fall in this trap too. Is sometimes we get so focused on goal setting and meaning things that we forget to celebrate the milestones along the way. That's why goal setting and milestones are so important, because once you reach them, you can actually take the time to acknowledge what it took to get there, um, how hard you fought, and you get to celebrate it as something that you actually accomplished. And without those, that celebration, it makes it hard to then discover, like, hard to actually want to um, – it, 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 you, you lose the appreciation, the gratitude for the process, so much so that all of a sudden now goal setting is a mundane process for you. And then you take that for granted, and that's what – that's when you can get lazy and complacent um, and not too excited about it because you're not actually taking time to show appreciation and gratitude and celebrate what you've actually done so far to get to that first milestone. That's, so that's, what, I would, that's what I would put out there for sure is, is like set goals. And once you realize you've accomplished it, that means there's more you could have done and there's more you can do, but to celebrate the fact that you did get there. That's awesome, Thomas, and actually that's something that I'd never take the time to think about, but you were very good at celebrating and, uh, <laughs> and not like a spiking. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes too much so. <laughs> right, right. Well, I was just going to make the joke that uh, from, our, from our days in, in New York, you might come, you might be surprised to know that I'm actually quite poor at celebrating these days, <laughs> and uh, although it might not have been the fact uh, five years ago, but yeah, I mean, how how do you celebrate? Um, you know, maybe it's going out with the the wife, but I'll, I'll give you a perfect example here of something that I have not taken the the slightest bit of time to uh, to celebrate. I I got a call or an email from my university and uh, they told me that I was nominated to be the uh, young alumni, I was nominated for the award, the Young Alumni Leader of the Year and it turns out that I won wow. and uh, thanks, thanks man, yeah. Uh, That's awesome, dude. congrats. Thank you, thank you and I had I had no idea someone, someone nominated uh, me and it turns out I, I won in the voting but that happened last week, and it seems that life moves 
so quickly and uh, so fast. I mean, I shared the news with my with my parents, but very very briefly. And uh, you don't know, no article or publication or anything hasn't has come out yet, or no. So there hasn't been a piece of press to turn around or send around, or uh, the awards dinner is is not for a couple months or or something like that. Um, but it was very easy just to me to for me to go back to the grind really quickly and. Uh, they, I, I barely even thought about it, to be honest. Um, I, I was really happy when, to hear that because it was a complete surprise. It was a nice little surprise in my week. Um, but tell us a little bit more about, about celebration and how people can, can bring that just feeling of gratitude into their life where they actually do take the time to, to pause and, and reflect because it's something that I'm not very good at. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on your, your, uh, your style of, of celebration, you know, like I, being a, a social guy and loving to go out, like I would just go out and have drinks with friends and just celebrate the fact that I'm able to do that while obviously acknowledging what I've been able to accomplish. Um, nowadays, like as much as I do enjoy that, I also enjoy a day where I can play video games all day and eat pizza, <laughs> you know, and so, nice. or maybe I'll like, you know, if I sign a big client, um, which I, have had a chance to actually acknowledge I will today, but I'll whip out, you know, uh, yeah. Tom, Thomas, so I, I lost you. You said that, um, you know, if you signed a big client, you would go out and celebrate. Maybe you'd go out for drinks with friends, uh, but you were going to say something and then I lost you. Oh, yeah, you know, um, but, you know, that's always fun for me to do. That I think that'll always be something that I'll, I'll enjoy. But, you know, nowadays I also like – I could take a day off and play video games and eat pizza <laughs> all day, you know, or, or I'll, you know, today I'll get, I'm going to get a bottle of my favorite scotch and pour one out, you know, and, and just acknowledge it of, of that. You know, but I think in this time where we, we always, we, we tend to look externally for that validation of our accomplishments, the, the acknowledgement um, that we actually worked hard and did a good thing. But it really starts with you acknowledging that and you saying, Hey, like, I earned this. You know, I really worked hard for this, and, and uh, I was able to accomplish it. Like now, I can celebrate and acknowledge what I did. You know, doesn't mean you're done. Doesn't mean there isn't any more work to do. But you treat yourself so you know why why you're putting this work in. You know, to begin with. You know, it's because these it's, it's, it's moments like those that you appreciate um, that drives you to want to create that experience over again. You know, if I didn't have those moments to go out with my friends and celebrate or to have those days with the scotch or be able to play, have an entire day playing video games or having my favorite food, like then I would lose focus on like why I'm even doing this to be, you know, to begin with, you know, and I don't, I never want to lose that. So in order for me to do that for me personally, it's been being able to celebrate every major accomplishment I've, I've been able to have, you know? And so, um, whatever that system is for you, no matter how you celebrate, whether it's with other people or by yourself, you know, definitely add that, incorporate that into your milestone so you know you get to can celebrate and know that, okay, cool. Because, hey, just because I signed a client doesn't mean that, like, now I'm done. Like, the work's now just beginning. So, <laughs> but I am excited to have the opportunity to do so, and that's really what I'm celebrating. Now, you know, it's time to get to work. But I will, I, I do think it's important to acknowledge that, hey, like, you, you, you accomplished this. Now let's drive it home. For sure, for sure, that reflection time is uh, is super important. Um, 
Man, so Mr. Edwards, tell me, I know we were catching up uh, beforehand. Would love to just hear what's next. I know that uh, you were now writing for a major men's publication. Maybe you could tell our, tell our audience about that a little bit, but I'm just uh, curious to know what's, what's next for you. What have you been celebrating lately? I, I'd love yeah. to hear. Yeah, I mean, obviously the big thing, you know, having a baby girl, you know, she's come later on this year. So that's the big celebration, um, you know, and that's been, that's been great. Uh, also being out here, it'll be in like a few months, it's going to be a whole year since I've been out in LA and I feel like the time has gone by so quickly, but just, I'm, I'm loving being out here. Um, but professionally, yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. Uh, I'm actually a, I'm a columnist for men's fitness, uh, which is, has been great experience so far and being there resident dating expert and all things, you know, sex, love, and, and lust has been a great fulfilling experience. So, um, definitely grab a copy. If you ever out in newsstands or if you go online, you can see some of my pieces up there as well. Um, and that's been great. And then obviously our, our group coaching program, which has been our big thing, uh, fearless dating, that's been an awesome, awesome, uh, experience too. You know, we created a eight week program to help people really understand the, the fundamentals of how to actually meet people, not just offline, but online as well. Um, my, my wife, who uh, has been known to be an online dating expert, actually contributed a lot of great content to the program. So now we're able to help people date both online and offline. So if you want to learn more about that, just go to theprofessorwingman.com slash fearlessdating um, and you know, sign up to get more information about the program when we open it up next, which will be, I imagine, in the next month. So um, there's that. And Obviously, you know, we're always working with amazing people. And so if you're always ever interested in working uh, with me out here in Los Angeles, just go to theprofessionalingman.com and we can set up a time to chat. Um, I love helping people no matter where they, where they come from or what experience they have. Um, you just want to – I always love meeting people who just uh, have different backgrounds and have that desire to want to take their lives to the next level. And it doesn't always have to be uh, romantically either. Um, there are – personal relationships that you can, uh, improve, um, you know, using social skills and learning more about confidence and control and presence. And, and so it'd be a privilege to help those people who are interested in doing so. Um, and then outside of that, dude, just enjoying life, <laughs> Good. enjoying life, enjoying my wife and enjoying everything that it has to offer. That's good, man. I'm, uh, I'm really happy, happy for you. I'm, I'm proud of, of the way that you've grown this thing from just an idea, just, uh, wow, I should be getting paid to do this uh, <laughs> until in, into a successful business and obviously uh, meeting, your, meeting your partner and, and having a kid on the way. This is, uh, this is, this is really awesome. Um, of course, I want to leave everybody with, with something actionable, and I will link up. Uh, the stuff in our show notes uh, to the professionalwingman.com and your fearless dating uh, program yeah. that you have coming out. But man, if you want to leave people with something actionable, if they want to go out uh, in life and get better uh, at you know any type of interpersonal skills and this doesn't just have to be with other people this can be the relationship that people have with them themselves to go out and improve themselves uh, which can translate into greater success in 
business, a healthier lifestyle, better fitness, more exciting travels, anything like that, man, what, what would you tell them? You know, I, I think it starts at the core of um, how I built um, my personal identity, but also this business. And uh, every opportunity you get to with yourself and with other people is to give value, you know? You know, what's the one thing that you know you can give every person you come across and have them uh, have a positive experience? Um, it could be your sense of humor. It could be your ability to have a good time. It could be your resources, your connections. Maybe you're a good listener. Uh, maybe you just have a great smile. Maybe you dress well. Maybe you tell really good jokes. Maybe you tell great stories. Or you're able to get people in deep conversation, whatever that value is. Make it a mission to give that value to every person you possibly can, including yourself. And I can, I can virtually guarantee you that the quality of your life will change dramatically just on the basis of you giving that special value that you only have. Um, and I always tell people, you know, your DNA is what makes you great. Um, how you use it is what could make you greater. Mr. Edwards, that is uh, fantastic advice as always. It is a, a pleasure to chat. Now that the, the listeners know a little bit more who you are, I, I'm sure a lot of them know you from, uh, well, all the publications that, you're, that you've been featured in, but also the days uh, on Under 30 CEO. Uh, hey, it's, it's been a pleasure. We'll have to have you on again soon. Yeah, definitely, man. Always. Always good for you and me to catch up, my friend. Always for a pleasure. For sure, for sure. Yo, Live Different Podcast listeners, you know what to do. You love the episode if you listened this far. Go to iTunes. Show us some love. Please, that's all we ask, a little five-star review. Just a little review. That's all we need. Send it to a friend who needs to get their ass in gear. We're trying to do good work here. And we need your help. Hey, you know what? Special offer. Send me an email personally. I will write back. Matt at under30experiences.com. I want to know your feedback. And then I want to meet you in person. Maybe our yoga retreat. Maybe our fitness retreat. Who knows? Check out under30experiences.com. Go do something awesome with your life.